Welcome to Rams Up, a Los Angeles Rams podcast. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We cover other SoCal sports news of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Ram fans, if you're not excited about this week of NFL football, you never will be. The Rams and the Bills, Thursday night, primetime. Man, I'm pumped, and we're happy to be previewing it with our 113th podcast, our 36th of our second season. This game has it all. Josh Allen versus Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner. Stephon Diggs versus Jalen Ramsey. Von Miller versus Joseph Nopum. Sean McVay versus Leslie Frazier, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Matt Milano, Vaughn Miller, Matthew Stafford. Perhaps the best safety tandem in the league over there on the Bills. Man, this is going to be a fun game. So we'll have our preview of that game, our fearsome four keys to the game, everything you need to know about this matchup. We also have our power rankings and our game picks. Hey, I wanted to touch on that top 100 players one last time, get this in the rearview mirror once and for all, but I wanted to mention there were eight Chargers in that top 100, seven 49ers and six Rams. So 21 out of the 100, or more than 20%, were on the three California teams. So Chargers, 49ers, and Rams really well represented. And although the Chargers and 49ers had more than the Rams in that top 100. Got to give it to the Rams. 1, 4, 9, 27, and 29. If this was a cross-country meet, Rams win it quite easily. Now, I'm hoping you're aware of how cross-country scoring works, but team captains, Stafford, Havenstein, Cup, Ramsey, Donald, and Wagner, we all know about that by now. I was really jazzed to see Havenstein's and Wagner's response to getting elected by their teammates, Havenstein especially. He was really taken aback, stunned. Uh, It's kind of cool to see this guy who's been a workhorse on that offensive line now out from under Whitworth's shadow a little bit perhaps, and the leader of that offensive line, much respected by his teammates, obviously, Havenstein. And Wagner, I'm not sure he necessarily saw it coming, but he was pretty pumped too. And did you see Jake Gervas, the 53rd man on the roster? They bring him back. And I mentioned this in the YouTube drop the other day. If you told me the Rams were going to carry three quarterbacks and seven wide receivers and still have room for Christian Roseboom, Jake Gervas, and Jake Hummel, I would have told you you're crazy. But there you have it. Now, I got to thinking about this, and clearly Gervas is coming back primarily as a special teams guy, still seemed like an odd choice on the face of it. But if you think about it, the Rams have a few guys on their roster that may not be keen on special teams play, may not be ready for prime time as far as special teams play. Guys deep on the roster that usually are. I mean, Lance McCutcheon is not the special teams player Jacob Harris was. Kyron Williams is probably not going to be out there playing special teams right away. And I doubt they want to have Bryson Hopkins out there either, perhaps on special teams. I mean, considering they only have two tight ends on the roster to begin with. 
So maybe they just need some extra bodies. And if you're looking for special teams bodies, Jake Gervas is a good choice. I also shared on the YouTube drop my fearsome four keys to the Ram season, and I'll share them here with you in case you missed it on the YouTube channel. Here's some key number one to the Ram season. These are the things that I think are key to the Rams' success. If they are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions, what are the four things they need to happen? Well, I'm going to tell you the one thing that needs to happen. They need to beat the Falcons and sweep the Seahawks. I almost included the Panthers in this list, but those three games, they don't have a lot of gimmies. I mean, like I said on the YouTube channel, now there aren't a lot of gimmies. Well, actually, there are no gimmies in the league. But there are games that a team like the Rams should win, have to win. And as tough as their schedule is, they better beat the Falcons and they better sweep the Seahawks. Their schedule is brutal. They can't afford a slip up in one of these games. Remember the Jets game a couple years back can have another episode like that. Here's some key number two. The Rams are really counting on Allen Robinson to deliver and we have to hope he does. And, and this is a key that I feel pretty good about. I think he will, but we need that to happen. We don't have OBJ. We have Ben Skowronik and a banged-up Van Jefferson and a couple young guys, Tutu Atwell, Lance McCutcheon. Alan Robinson needs to deliver. And like I say, I think he will, but that is a clear key to how the season's going to go. Here's some key number three, the edge guys. Now, I've talked about this at length. I feel really good about our edge guys. Uh, everybody thinking we needed to add an edge rusher after Von Miller signed with the Bills. You know, we were pretty good before Von Miller arrived last year. Terrell Lewis and Justin Hollins were getting it done. But we don't have a big sample size on either of those guys. Leonard Floyd, he's the real deal. Terrell Lewis, Justin Hollins. You know, they're, they're good edge rushers, but we need them to produce all season long. They need to complement what Leonard Floyd brings to the table. And, hey, maybe we'll throw in Daniel Hardy and Keir Thomas. Bottom line, I feel really good about our edge rushers. Not 100% sold. I need to be convinced that they can do it game in and game out. And fearsome key number four. You're going to call me Captain Obvious here, but protecting Matthew Stafford. We got a new guy on the left side, Joseph Noteboom, who I have a lot of confidence in. We have a new right guard, Coleman Shelton. The other three guys returned, but, you know, this is the way I look at the Rams' offensive line. You know, they're usually pretty good in run blocking, uh, but you know what? We can win most games with a mediocre run game. However, this team cannot win if they cannot protect Matthew Stafford. And that's what I'm most concerned about. And I'm feeling good about it, but that doesn't mean it's a done deal. We need to see it. And we're going to get tested right out of the gate. Von Miller coming to town. So protecting Stafford, especially in my opinion, which I've voiced Several times, not thrilled with our quarterback depth, our backups there, Wolford and Perkins. I mean, Wolford might be a good answer for a few games. Perkins, a very dynamic player that can help you in certain situations. But we need to protect Stafford. If we're going back to the Super Bowl, protecting Matthew Stafford and Matthew Stafford having another big year, 
is what it's going to be all about, along with the defensive play, obviously. Here's some key number four. Clearly for me, protecting Stafford. Probably should elicit that number one right out of the gate. A couple late game notes. Van Jefferson day-to-day and the great Bill safety Jordan Poyer is trending towards playing. So both those guys still question marks for the big game. So we'll be back. We're going to have our power rankings and then the Bills-Rans preview pretty extensive, and then our week one game picks. And a programming note here, we expect to drop a YouTube video. Hey, we may even drop a YouTube video in the middle of the game, maybe at halftime, maybe right after the game, and our pod will drop late that night. We're going to get it out there as quickly as possible. So be on the lookout for our YouTube drop Thursday night and that pod drop late Thursday night or early Friday morning. Hey, football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is almost here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And add a bonus for week one. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Remember, Promo code TPPN, that's for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Okay, we're going to roll through our initial 2022 power rankings, 1 through 32. Now, if you followed us last year, you know that we don't do 1 through 32 for the entire season. We'll limit it to the 12 or 14 teams that really matter, that are relevant at that time. I'm not going to go through the entire rankings, 1 through 32, throughout the season. I mean, when we get to week 9, how many of you really care if I have the Falcons at 27 and the Bears at 28? Why would I have them in that order? I'll do it this first time only, 1 through 32. A couple of notes on how I constructed this power rankings. I came up with my 1 through 32 Ran it by my special assistant who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous. That's Matt I'm talking about. And he straightened me out on a couple things, and I tweaked it a little bit based on his inputs. And I also want to say that this has nothing to do with schedule. I'm talking about who the best teams are. Doesn't mean these top teams are all going to make the playoffs because they're not based on their schedule. And it doesn't mean some of these teams at the bottom are going to find a way to get seven or eight wins because their schedules are extremely easy. So with that, let's get it going here. Number 32, the New York Giants. You know, you know, I follow a Giants podcaster that's part of our network, and I can tell they're trying to be optimistic, but I think it's going to be a sad year in New York for Giants fans. Number 31, the Houston Texans. And, you know, I actually like what they're doing there. I'm uh, going to play Powerball. I think they've added some good players, but 
you know, maybe a year or two down the road, they'll have it together. They're going to struggle this year. Although I could see them ending up in that late teens as far as the power rankings go by the end of the year. But right now I have them at 31. Number 30, the Chicago Bears. And the problem with the Bears is lack of weapons. Justin Fields could be dynamite this year, but I don't think it's going to be enough. 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it time for Trevor Lawrence to show up and really carry a team on his back? They might need him to do just that. They've added some talent there, but I still think they're going to struggle. 28, the Atlanta Falcons had a great draft. Matt Ryan moves on, though. Give them a year or two. I think they're headed in the right direction. Now, you're going to hear me saying that a lot about these teams that towards the bottom of the rankings. Hey, they're headed in the right direction. Well, I certainly hope so. If they're not headed in the right direction, time to fire a bunch of people. But I think the Falcons are moving in the right direction. 27, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, a hard team to figure out. You probably heard early on I was all over them as far as the over on their win totals set at five and a half right now. I don't know. They have a lot of issues. Still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Kenneth Walker the third, if he's healthy, I think that's a great addition. They added a good rookie left tackle. Defense has been the marshmallow defense instead of the Legion of Boom. I still think Pete Carroll is going to find a way to bag some wins, but not a very good team right now. 26, the New York Jets, another team that had a great draft, headed the right direction, but they seem to be jinxed. Their quarterback and their number one draft pick both banged up to start the season. Number 25, the Washington Commanders, good defense, good coach, and Carson Wentz at quarterback. 24, the Detroit Lions, another team headed in the right direction. Sorry to keep on saying that, but that's the case with the Lions. I love their rookie defensive end. The underrated Jared Goff. Yes, you heard it here. See what the Lions can get done this year. 23, the Carolina Panthers. Hard team to gauge. Is their running back going to stay healthy? Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Interesting. Number 23, the Cleveland Browns. Another team that seems to be jinxed. You know, a couple of years ago, people were picking them to go to the Super Bowl, right? And it's all falling apart. Still a Pretty good roster, though, just no quarterback for several weeks. Number 21, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They apparently have found their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. They still have some work to do, though. On the defensive side, they got T.J. Watt, one of the best defenders in the league. The Steelers and Mike Tomlin always find a way to be relevant, as do my number 20 team, the New England Patriots. You know, if they weren't named the New England Patriots, I'd probably have them ranked 25, but they are the New England Patriots, and they are coached by Bill Belichick, so I have them at 20. Number 19, the New Orleans Saints, almost completely based on the potential of that defense. Quarterback, Winston, not loving it. Number 17, the Dallas Cowboys, still have a pretty good roster, but there's a lot of weird things going on there. Is Ezekiel Elliott still the back that he once was? Do they have enough weapons beyond C.D. Lamb? And then they lose their starting left tackle. But they could still win that division. I know some of my counterparts guess on this show calling them a dumpster fire. And they may be right, but 
For now, I have them at 17. Number 16, the Tennessee Titans. Hey, give them credit. They seem to come out on top a lot more often than they should. Well-coached team, and they have Derrick Henry. No A.J. Brown, though, anymore. See if Robert Woods can help them out. Number 15, the Philadelphia Eagles. Can Jalen Hurts lead this team to the playoffs again? Number 14, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they've taken a step back, and DeAndre Hopkins starts the season under suspension. Kyler Murray's got that new contract. I don't know, not loving the Cardinals right now. A team I am kind of loving a little bit is number 13, the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, all extremely talented. Not sure about the defense, though. And number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, everybody loves the Raiders. A lot of people picking Las Vegas for the playoffs. And could very well be correct, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. That offensive line, man, they just released Alex Leatherwood. Another first-round pick going by the wayside for the Las Vegas Raiders. Number 11, the Denver Broncos. I don't think the addition of Russell Wilson is going to have the impact a lot of other people do. Good defense, good team. I'm telling you the Broncos are the 11th best team in the league right now. I'm also going to tell you they're not going to make the playoffs based on their schedule. So keep that in mind. Number 10, the Indianapolis Colts. They seem to have everything in place. A pretty good defense, really good offensive line, the best running back in the league, Matt Ryan at quarterback, well coached. Good team going places, I think. Number nine, the Baltimore Ravens. I think it'll be a bit of a bounce back year for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Number eight, the San Francisco 49ers. Aside from the quarterback, super solid, really good roster. Now, the quarterback could be the answer. I'm talking about Trey Lance, of course. If he isn't, they have Jimmy G to fall back on. But I don't know. Uh, if I was a 49ers fan, I wouldn't be thrilled with this situation. I'm crossing my fingers that Trey Lance is the answer. And if he isn't, where does that leave them? A really good team with an average quarterback. Number seven, the Green Bay Packers, a really good defense. They got Aaron Rodgers, of course. No Devontae Adams. And number six, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a really good team. Patrick Mahomes, but no Tyreek Hill. How much will that impact them? Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals, a Super Bowl team that improved their primary weakness. That's the offensive line. Jamar Chase going to keep getting better and better. Number four, the San Diego Chargers. Man, you know, that roster kind of mimicking the Rams, leveling up on defense, great players on every level. Bosa, Mack, Jackson on defense. Chargers looking pretty good. Number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a bulletproof roster, really. Tom Brady, 45, wow, 46. I forget how old he is, but is he going to fall off the cliff? That's the only thing I'd be worried about in their offensive line. Seems like every week I hear about an offensive lineman on the Bucks getting hurt. And... Now there's two teams remaining. How did I stack them? Number two, the Buffalo Bills. A very good team got better, adding Vaughn Miller. And number one, with superstars at every level, the 
Los Angeles Rams, the defending champions. And, you know, I'm not pulling that card. Hey, they're number one until someone beats them. Uh, that's hogwash. You know, you, the defending champion isn't automatically the number one team at the start of the next season. I think that's a silly approach. But I am saying the Rams are their number one team because they've lost guys, but they've added really key guys too. Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner could be big lifts to this team. And consider this, the ultra-talented Matthew Stafford has a full season of McVay's offense under his belt. He could be really dangerous. It's going to be fun to watch. And it all starts with that Thursday night game. My number one and number two teams duking it out at SoFi. Hey, everybody. One of the things I love to do when I have some free time is to pull up some YouTube videos with some of my favorite bands from back in the day. Some of these great live performances that are out there. And that's what I use my Raycon wireless earbuds for. They are awesome. They look and feel better than ever. They have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, lots of good stuff. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15%. Buyraycon.com slash TPPN. And remember, when you use that code, you support our podcast and our YouTube channel. So if you're needing a new set of earbuds, check out buyraycon.com slash TPPN. And you kind of, sort of, support the Rams. Okay, Ram fans, this is going to be a lot to digest. The Rams season opener at SoFi Stadium on a Thursday night, hosting the Buffalo Bills, the team some people are predicting to get to the Super Bowl this year, and the Rams, of course, the defending champions. Could we have asked for a better matchup than this? It's almost too good for a season opener, but this is what we get. It's pretty exciting. I'm going to go through everything you need to know about these two teams in this matchup. Series record, the Bills lead eight wins to five losses. The last time they played, Bills 35, Rams 32 in Buffalo week three of the 2020 season. The Bills led 28-3 at halftime. The Rams stormed stormed back for a 32-28 lead behind two touchdown passes from Goff and a TD run by Goff as well. Goff finished with 321 yards, but that is also the most memorable game between these two teams, at least from my perspective. This was also the game where Allen's fourth down pass to Gabriel Davis was incomplete, but Darius Williams was called for a questionable pass interference, and on the next play, Allen tosses the game-winning touchdown pass. What's interesting about these two teams is They did not play each other from 1998 to 2004, which means the Bills never played the greatest show on turf in their heyday. And that has a little bit to do with the Bills leading the series 8-5. So Kurt Warner never played the Bills as a Ram. In fact, Warner only played the Bills once in his career. Head coach is Sean McDermott, defensive coordinator, a guy we all know, Leslie Frazier. Key players, and there is a bunch of them, Josh Allen, He was 6th in QBR last year behind Stafford. 
4,407 yards, 36 TDs, both numbers a little bit behind Stafford. Wide receiver Stevon Diggs, not too shabby, 103 catches for 1,225 yards and 10 TDs. They got a good running back combo, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, and they're adding the rookie James Cook. Three-headed monster, man. Talk about being deep at a position. Last year, Singletary, 870 yards and seven TDs. Moss got hurt in the preseason, remember that? He finished with 345 yards and four TDs in a shortened season. And then, of course, the rookie I already mentioned, James Cook. On the defensive side, Vaughn Miller comes over from the Rams. And Trey White, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but he is injured. He will miss this game. And they may have the best safety combo in the league, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And two guys, a little bit off the radar, we might mention Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver. He came on late last year. He could be a pretty big deal opposite of Stephon Diggs. And the tight end Dawson Knox, underrated. He's similar to Higby, guy you forget about until he's making key catches 18 yards down the field on a third and 14. Dawson Knox, remember that name. Only injuries of note in this game. Well, I already mentioned Trey White is out. On the Rams side, Logan Bruss, the rookie guard, is out for the season. Van Jefferson at this point, not sure if he's a go. He's the Rams' number three wide receiver, if healthy. What did the Bills do in the draft this year? First round pick, cornerback Kair Elam. Second round pick, the running back James Cook, I've mentioned already. And a name to remember, Khalil Shakir. Fifth round wide receiver out of Boise State. This guy is dangerous. Not sure if he'll be an impact in the opener, but keep your eyes on him. He's really talented. And the sixth round pick, a guy that was in the news for all the wrong reasons, Matt Ariza, the punting god. He has been released. Bill's kind of lucked out. The Broncos released their punter, Sam Martin. He's pretty darn good. Would not agree to a new contract at a reduced number. So they released him, and the Bills promptly picked him up, having just released Ariza. Ram connections on this team, I was going to say Tavon Austin, but he was cut a little while back. Our good old friend, Roger Saffold, manning the offensive line. Vaughn Miller, of course. Case Keenum is their backup quarterback. And their offensive line coach, remember Aaron Cromer? He was with the Rams for three seasons as a offensive line run game coordinator. Let's look at the Bill stats last year, third most TDs, 57, third in points per game, 28.4, sixth in rushing yards, 2,209, and tied for fifth in yards per carry. So this is a Bills team that can beat you in a lot of ways, and their defense, and their defense, something to behold as well. Fewest points allowed, 289, fewest passing yards allowed, 13 in rushing yards allowed. 42 sacks, kind of average, but they've added Von Miller for a perspective. The Rams had 55 sacks with Von Miller for half the season. Both teams had 19 interceptions last year, tied for third. And another thing to note, the Bills were the sixth most penalized team. Odds, Bills by two and a half, though over under 53. It's the season opener for both teams, obviously. What did they do their last game? The Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Do I really even need to say that to this audience? I hope not. And the Bills in their last game lost that 
divisional round overtime game to the Chiefs that resulted in the rule change. That was a real heartbreaker. Now, this is a bit interesting. In the last six openers, the Bills, three and three, all three of those wins over the Jets. And the Rams under McVay, five and oh in openers. I'm going to be back in a minute with my fearsome four keys to the game, as well as four under-the-radar things that you should keep your eye on. Back in a second. Okay, let's wrap up this Rams-Bills preview. The Buffalo Bills coming to SoFi Thursday night, the season opener. I'm going to give you my fearsome four keys to the game and a few under-the-radar things you should be keeping an eye on. Now, two things I'm not going to mention. They're kind of obvious. Two matchups to watch. Joseph Noteboon versus Von Miller. Kind of obvious. And Jalen Ramsey versus Stephon Diggs. I get that. You all know that already. Let's move on to my fearsome four keys to the game beyond those two. Fearsome key number one, get as many weapons involved. The earlier, the better. The Rams can win a lot of games with Stafford and Cup hooking up over and over again. Stafford getting that tunnel vision looking for his favorite guy. I don't think that's going to work in this game. I think they need to get everybody involved. That means Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby, both running backs, maybe a little bit of 2-2 Atwell, and whoever that number three wide receiver is. That's what I'm hoping to see. I think that'll really enhance the Rams' chances of winning this game. For some key number two, kind of related to the first one, hey, if we have to, let's just screw the run game and air it out. The Rams can win with a mediocre run game. This is a defense that could very likely shut down our run game, and that's okay as long as we don't keep on trying to pound the rock when it's not there, air it out, let's win through the air. Here's some key number three, containing Josh Allen, and by that I mean don't let him extend plays. Have a disciplined pass rush. Watch for the designed runs by Allen. They do that a lot. Rams over the years have been pretty good at that, and I think they will again. But Josh Allen is a special case. He's a big guy, very athletic, and he can really hurt you, especially on third downs. And for some key number four, the Bills' offensive line ranked 20th by Pro Football Focus going into the season. Roger Saffold, a key guy there, going up against a pretty dynamic Rams defensive line. Who wins that battle could be a big factor. But, you know, actually, I'm pretty sure the Rams are going to win that battle. It's just a matter of how big that win is. If it's a capital W or a lowercase w, that Rams defensive line against the Bills offensive line. And what are those under-the-radar things to watch? Well, one is two weapons on that Bills offense, Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox. Now, Ramsey may be able to lock down Diggs, but what happens with these two guys? Who's going to be assigned? Is our secondary going to be up to the task? Because both these guys are really talented. We really got to limit the damage done by these two guys while Jalen is taking care of Diggs. Another under-the-radar thing to watch Bobby Wagner, you know, I've mentioned that he kind of struggled in pass coverage last year, but one thing he's going to help this defense with is taking care of those designed runs by Josh Allen. He could be the perfect matchup for that. So keep an eye on that. Where is Wagner on those designed runs, and is he able to keep Allen in check? Another under-the-radar thing to keep an eye on. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 
The Rams, and especially Aaron Donald, need to keep their composure in this game. Given what has happened recently, I think all eyes, including the ref's eyes, are going to be on Aaron Donald. He has a history of losing it, and we've all seen it so many times. We saw it in a season opener at San Francisco a few years back. Aaron needs to stay calm and move on to the next play. I just don't want to see him costing us by losing his composure in a key moment. And the fourth thing to watch in this game, with Trey White out, the Rams are going to be attacking his backup, Dane Jackson, a seventh-round pick in 2022. They got that Ricky Kair Elam as well. He may see some action. The Bills are pretty darn good throughout the rest of their secondary, especially the safeties, but we may have a weak link here. Dane Jackson, taking on the likes of Allen Robinson, maybe even Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, guys like that. So all eyes should be on Dane Jackson. And now for my predictions. First, I'm going to go out on a limb here, not a very sturdy one, and tell you Tutu Atwell will have a 50-yard TD reception. Now, that's actually coming from my special assistant. So if that doesn't happen, we're going to have him on to explain himself. How about that? And as for the game, I am going to take your Los Angeles Rams 27-23 to over the Buffalo Bills. Can't wait. It's going to be a thrilling game. You heard it here first. Rams come away with the win in a possible Super Bowl preview. Those of you who weren't along for the ride last year, what I did was all season long, I picked the game winners, straight up game winners, every NFL game. And how'd I do? I had 62% right. And I tracked three other guys, compared results. Those three other guys, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports, Mike Florio, the guy from our Mount Rushmore of Ram haters. I got to beat this guy this year. And Lorenzo Reyes of USA Today, who happens to be one of the best at straight-up game picks. So I had 62% right, a little bit ahead of Prisco, just behind Florio, five percentage points behind Reyes. Like I said, he's pretty good at this. My goal this year is to finish second among these four. So let's get started with week one and the first game of the year, the Bills at the Rams. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know who I'm going with, the Rams. Saints at Falcons. Divisional matchup out of the gate. Saints defense is just too good for this young Falcon team who is headed in the right direction. Really good draft. I'll take the Saints. Browns at Panthers revenge game for Baker Mayfield. I'll take the Panthers at home. Browns in a little bit of disarray. 49ers at Bears. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. I like Fields in this game but I'm taking the 49ers. Their roster is just too stacked. Steelers at Bengals. Hangover for the Bengals after the Super Bowl loss? I don't think so. Joe Burrow's not going to let that happen. They've improved that offensive line. Steelers, good team, but I don't think they can take down the Bengals on the road, so I'll go with the Bengals in that. Eagles at Lions. Now, you're going to call me a hypocrite here. I'm telling you the Eagles are going to win the division But I'm telling you, the Lions are going to win this opener at home. That's right. I'm taking the Lions. Colts at Texans, one of the mismatches of the week. 
I'll take the Colts. Texans are going to try to run the ball, shorten the game. I don't think they'll be able to do that against the Colts, though. Matt Ryan debuting with Indianapolis. He's going to be on fire, I think. Patriots at Dolphins. My head says the Patriots. My heart says the Dolphins. Dolphins could be really good. They could be bad. Patriots, they're always going to be competitive, except for that last game against the Bills. That was horrific. But I'm taking the Dolphins. Ravens at the Jets. The New York jinxed Jets, I want to start calling them. Ravens are going to win that one. Jaguars at the Commanders. That game will not be in prime time. That could be really ugly. And you know what? It'll probably end up being the game of the week. But I am taking the Commanders and their defense. Chiefs at Cardinals. Kyler Murray is pretty motivated to show everybody that he is the real deal. Cardinals are usually very strong in the first half of the season. But I'm taking the Chiefs. They're going to find a way to win. Raiders at Chargers. SoFi Stadium. Raiders road game, though, at Los Angeles at the Chargers. That could be a spectacle. I'm taking the Chargers. Packers at Vikings. Another rivalry game, divisional game. Extremely important. Packers first game without Devontae Adams. Vikings with a new coach. I'm taking the Vikings. Giants at Titans. Another game that does not look very attractive. Uh, Titans like to win ugly, and they will. Buccaneers at Cowboys. Now, this is a tough one because the Buccaneers, ah, they got the old man back there at quarterback. Their offensive line's banged up. A lot of people hating on the Cowboys, but you look up and down their roster, they still got some players. I know there's some questions about their coach. This could go sideways for the Cowboys really fast. Uh, I think they're going to be more competitive than people think, but I'm taking the Bucks in this one. Broncos at Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks in their 12th man with Geno Smith at quarterback. And who's coming to town? The Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. That is the Monday night football game. I'll be watching that. That should be really entertaining. And as I've said, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be the answer to all the Broncos prayers. I mean, he's good. I get it. I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team. I should probably stop saying that. And the Seahawks, I think, are going to be better than people expect, although they looked horrid in the preseason. How much does that matter? I don't know. But I'm taking the Broncos in this one. So what I'm saying is the NFC West, the Rams and Niners will both be 1-0, Seahawks and Cardinals both 0-1. We'll see how I did next week. We'll be tracking this all season long. As I said, that's my Rams up straight up game picks for week one of the 2022 season. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com. 
and the YouTube Royalty Free Music Audio Library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.